Hey guys, welcome back to Muscles and Medicine Podcast. I'm Aaron. And I'm Joe. And we just want to thank you all for giving us some great reviews on our first three episodes. If you stuck with us this long, we've got some really fun stuff to go through today. Just to kind of dive into some of that. So basically we're going to be diving into some of the more common fitness myths, some of these I don't know, rumors that gain traction and a lot of people see them as facts now. We're going to talk about like some of the ones that we believed and kind of debunk a few of those. We're also going to be talking about social media and the impact that the internet's had on us and has on a lot of the people that we work with and just some of the pros and cons that have come along with it. And finally, we're going to touch on some of our personal experiences with online coaching where you guys can see benefit from it and give a couple of little success stories. We'll kind of give a background of our experiences as coaches and then our experiences having online coaches. Sure. Um, just give you guys a little bit of info on that. So, yeah, let's let's dive into it, man. Let's start off with some of the fitness and nutrition myths. So, Aaron, is there one that like sticks out to you? Like, just think back to little, you know, 160 pounds, 150 pound Aaron that just started in the gym. So, I have not been 160 pounds since sixth grade. Okay, sorry, so, I forget Gigantor. My bad. <laughs> um, no, in high school, I I thought I had to do arms every day because my arms were so long. I was like, man, the only way I'm going to grow arms is to do them every day. Okay. And, and like, initially. Of course, my arms started growing because I'd never had any kind of stimulation before. Right. But they got to a point where they just were so sore all the time that they never recovered. See, that's kind of the, like, I know we talked about this in the last episode where it's just like, okay, well, if a little bit works some, then a lot's going to work. A lot's going to work a lot better. I see this a lot with, like, people train abs, like, religiously, like, every yeah. day. Well, they're I, thought, to get yeah, I, I believe that, too, in high school because I was scrawny and initially... Of course, you started to be able to see my abs. Yeah. So I'd do them seven days a week. Sure. And calves. Yeah. See, people didn't think you could overtrain calves. My best friend growing up, Anthony, I hope he hears this. I hope he gets this little shout out. Anthony had the smallest calves I had ever seen on someone with a decent build. And we used to give him all kinds of crap for it. So when he got me in the gym, he'd be like, all right, we're doing back today. And then we'd go kill back for like an hour and a half, really overtrain. And then he'd go over there and do like five sets of 50 on calf raises every day <laughs> i also thought all right hear me out i thought that wearing ankle weights during the day would make me jump higher than my basketball games at night instead i was just so tired <laughs> yeah but achilles torn you yeah know what I'm well that was in like seventh and eighth grade and then okay. by ninth grade i was like man i can i can dunk now but uh these ankle weights every time i wear them i'm so sore <laughs> in the game i'd go to like do a layup and couldn't touch the backboard I think one that probably didn't apply to us, but like I hear it all the time is the, you know, lifting weights for a female will make you bulky. I remember I heard, yes. <laughs> I heard a lady, she came into the gym when I was working in the front desk at Corbin and she said, you know, I'm wanting to add a little bit of muscle. I'm just wanting to shape and tone. tone. Just I want to tone, tone up. I want to tone up. I want to, I want to just tone up my belly, tone up my thighs, but I don't want to gain muscle. Exactly. And she said, I forget who she used as an example, but she mentioned some a woman that was at the gym that was in like killer shape, been working out 10, 15 years. And I was like, listen, she said, I don't want to look like her. And I was like, well, listen. Well, you can't. I said, you're not going to stumble on to look. Yeah, you don't do that on accident. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, hey, just don't trust. Hey, tricep extensions, don't touch them. Push-ups, no. Hey, that's 15 pounds of lean muscle on the first set. Like yeah. you're going to. And you're also not allowed to drink protein ever don't you dare yeah so no that i hear that all the time even in practice like i'll have women that be like i need to lose this here what can i what can i do to lose this here i'm like lose it everywhere you can't spot treat that's one thing like i even had to put that in my questionnaire you want to be able to help someone target the areas that they feel are weak really the only reason that i ask is that way like I can show them improvements. If I know that's their area that they're mm -hmm. most conscious about, you know, maybe we like really try, like try and aim the training plan towards that area. Maybe right. they can build a little bit extra muscle there and it just looks a little bit tighter. And maybe that's something that we can. Well, yeah. Do. I mean, it, as you're building muscle and losing some body fat, I mean, you're kind of getting it from both angles exactly. there. So it, it's going to look better. Sure. Yeah. So another myth is um, that I see all the time in, even in new client intakes, I'll be like, man, how, how are you training right now? What's your training? Um, how long are you spending in the gym versus what are you getting done in the gym? Because when I first started training at 18, 19, I would be in the gym for three to four hours. But realistically, I get more work done now in 45 minutes as far as stimulation yeah. um, intensity than I did in three to four hours at the time. Okay. I would do five sets of 30 on things because I thought I was going 
it was going to make me leaner. Mm-hmm. When in reality, I probably should have just done 30 minutes of cardio and went home. Ooh, that's a big one that I hear. It's just like, okay, well, I'm going, I'm going to start cutting now. So I've got to start doing a ton of volume now. Cause you know, right. So like I was explaining this to somebody the other day, uh, I had a woman that started playing with me and she had like, I remember it was like, okay, push ups or something like that. And it said like, hundred reps break it up to however many like set you want i said why are you doing a hundred reps on anything there was like several exercises that were like that yeah and she was like oh well, we're like we were cutting those things have their places but not it's not just to cut so my thing is if i'm adding and i would never add a hundred reps to someone else's plan but sure. like for fun at the end of a workout you or i may do a hundred push-ups like six sets of 15 and then a slow set of 10 sure. that's a lot different though than busting yourself to failure as many times as you can over and over to get doing to like 100. Five AMRAPs. Yeah. Yeah, so there there's a difference. But yeah, doing 100 push-ups thinking you're going to lose more fat than doing cardio is uh. Here's always been my thought process behind it. Okay. More exercise, you're burning more calories. Sure. But like you know, you're breaking down, you're kind of overtraining that muscle right there. So you could be potentially breaking down the muscle too much and less muscle you know, you're lowering your BMR if you have less muscle. Therefore, enabling you to be, well, disabling you from being able to burn more calories. Exactly. So that's More muscle, been, more calories burned. See? Higher BMR. So well, that's my logic behind it anyways. Derek, do you have any uh, fitness myths that you really bought into over the years before we came in and saved you? I think it was probably back in 2015, 2016, before the internet was what it is now, just the whole idea of the anabolic window like you have to eat protein carbs like immediately as soon as you leave the gym or you may yeah shouldn't have even went yeah Uh, and then i would go eat mexican food right after (laughs) grilled chicken just soaked in like queso and a bunch of rice hey but it's chicken and rice though man chicken and rice that's what they say well listen when i was living in tennessee so we were in the holler man i'm like 30 minutes away from civilization so it was like 40 minutes to the gym that i went to and when i first started working out the only time that anthony and i could go was like before i went to class so we get that at like 5 a.m I would mix up my protein shake with like, you know, my like 2% milk or whatever, two scoops of protein and have it in my car. This was like dead of the summer and I had it sitting in my car the entire time we were working at. And By then, the time you got out was, there, it was like cottage cheese. It was, oh God, it was <clears> terrible. <throat> it was hot chocolate. It was. <laughs> <laughs> you had a cappuccino waiting on I you. would neck that thing. It was right when I started college. So it was like, you know, like I said, like August, I go straight over in there and I'm sitting there just like trying to choke this thing down. Just sick as a dog the rest of the day. But I was just like, it's necessary. You know, got it in that window. Got it in the window. Was that when you were going to flex? No, see, this is right before I started at Flex. So I started at a gym called Castleton's. This was like this. Okay. It was like an old school gym in La Follette. And I went there. And when I first started going to Flex was like when I started to get a little bit of confidence. I was like, I felt like I needed to like work I was my there. Way. I remember. Aaron was the dude that I saw that I was like, I shouldn't be here. I am not. I am not no, it was state. me and uh, Andrew Wilson. Andrew Wilson. Uh, Tyler Scott was Tyler there. Tyler Scott was there. Freakish delts. His delts are stupid. Just a quick story. And uh, I mentioned this to him whenever we ran into him at Armor Gym in Knoxville. I was saying, I said, I don't know if you remember this, but I was like 18 years old. And I was doing like a chest press machine or something. And I was facing him and he was doing rear delt flies. And I was sitting here looking at these bowling balls that are just resting on you know each side of his neck, and I was like, I've got to, I, I, I can't just look at this and not say something. I approached him. I was like, What are you, what are you doing? Like, how are those there? Like, what, is, what are you doing wrong? What are you doing that I'm not doing? And he explained to me for the first time what time under tension was. That was the yep. first time I'd ever heard it. And he just showed me like how to do like some little pauses in there. And I tried to do like a set of like, he was like, yeah, do this like for 12. And I did like four and I was like trembling. And he was like, yeah, so do that next time. Cause do less weight. Yeah. So, so yeah, another, another myth that uh, I hear all the time is that you need to eliminate sodium from your diet to be healthy. Okay. Fair, fair. Yeah. I hear this a lot. Joe it, Creech is running around here. No sodium at all. Right. Not, not I, not I, let me tell you, Earl Gregory, that was my tattoo artist. He was making all of his food on a blackstone and he never seasoned any of his food with anything with salt because his whole family had a history of some heart issues. So he didn't want to like add to that. And we started doing some training sessions together and he was cramping up all yep. the time. And I was like, man, like what's going on? He said, I don't know, buddy. I'm drinking my water. I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do. And then like 
out of nowhere, a light bulb came on, and I was like, how much sodium are you getting in today? He said, buddy, I don't salt anything. I won't dare. I was like, well, there's <laughs> well, we need to start. There's an issue there. So, yeah, there are, like, you know, some instances where sodium need to be like needs to be limited. Um, if someone has heart failure per se and they're having a lot of um a lot of edema, a lot of swelling, you'll limit it there, but you'll also limit fluid intake as well. So everyone's kind of different. And generally speaking, if you are training very hard, I was just reading a minute ago, if you're training hard and you're breaking a hard sweat, sweat is dripping from your body you need around 900 milligrams of sodium post-workout to replenish it. Wow. So it's almost one gram. Sure. So what I try to do myself is I will do four to five cranks in my Mm pre-workout, and then I will do another four to five in my intra-workout, and I will salt my food after my workout. And then my blood pressure is 200 over 140. No, I'm just (laughs) kidding. So no, it's not. My blood pressure is good. But if you are someone who has blood pressure problems, you know, speak to someone who you know, really knows what they're talking about to kind of get an idea of how much sodium you need, because we all do need sodium in some amount. Yeah. So something I started doing just to like, kind of get me a little bit extra in and just kind of help with pumps, especially because I was training in the mornings and I hadn't had like, at that point, I don't have a whole lot of sodium in was those Gator lights. Yes. So uh, if you guys have never tried a Gator light, the full sugar Gator light has like 14 grams of sugar in it and it's like 60 calories. So so it's not going to like make or break your diet. But it has 500, well, 490 milligrams of sodium in it. 500. So, Same yeah, thing. I mean, right. You know You're what I'm right saying? There. I just, just want to let y'all know that. Be accurate. I, you though. know what I'm saying? I just, I, I'm staying up on my P's and my Q's, just so y'all know. But started mixing one of those in with my pre-workout. And then, like I said, obviously, throughout the day, I'm salting the food the rest of the day. But if you guys are looking to get a little bit extra sodium in, I've met some clients that just genuinely don't like salting their food. They don't like the taste. I don't just whatever reason their palate's sensitive to it or whatever but if you're looking for a easy way to get that in there and they also do make a gator lot zero that's like five calories or 10 calories yeah so and, and pay attention to what he said there especially at all of our meathead followers um which i'm going to assume is most people your pumps will increase when you start implementing sodium and drinking water dramatically however if you drink sodium and don't have the proper amount of water it's going to be as if you didn't take it. You have to have sodium and water, and you will achieve some crazy pumps. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's talk about some symptoms of low sodium. So say you you, you mentioned Earl. Earl was cramping during his workouts. Cramping is a sign of hyponatremia, which is low sodium. Um, there's dizziness, low blood pressure, headache. Decreased vascularity. Decreased vascularity, which is another meathead. I know, but I'll, the reason I think of that first off is you remember the Charlotte show that we did this past year. Mm-hmm. This one directly on me. When we went to po- or went to tanning the night before the show, I didn't realize it was a pro-am show. So I'm standing next to like Ben Quill and dudes that have like 40 to 50 pounds of muscle on me. They're pros. And I was like... There's no way I can compete with these guys size-wise. I was like, but I feel like I'm pretty lean. You were shredded. I was shredded. So I was like, he said, yeah, we're going to cut water about 8 o'clock. And Aaron was driving with me, but he didn't notice. But I just stopped drinking water at like 5. And just wanted to go ahead and like start like making sure I was as dry as I could be. And he said, yeah, drink like 8 ounces with this last meal while we were feeding up. And I just kind of wet my mouth just enough to get my sushi down. And I thought I said 16. 8 to 16, whatever it was, whatever you, you it just was. got a little sip. Yeah, you see how well I listened to it because I was just like, you just got my little tongue dip. But the next day, we're, I'm over there pumping up like a madman trying to do everything I can and can't get a vein to the surface of my skin at like 5%. You had, you had ab veins the day before. I know. I was just killing me. So, you know, they're just obviously there's a, the importance of water right there, but then, like you said, the importance of sodium as well. So, yeah, we're also going to dive into a little bit of a – Talk about social media and how it has affected the fitness community, whether good or bad. So, yeah, a lot of times a lot of people will get motivation, inspiration from social media. You know, the whole Fitzbo um, hashtag that goes around that I probably put on a lot of my posts. I know you probably put it on yours as well. Absolutely. Hashtag muscles. Yeah, right now. So, yeah, social media can be a really good thing to search for inspiration. With that, like, who was the first person you saw on social media that you were like, that's what I want to be. That's what I want to look like. That guy. The first guy I stumbled onto was Steve Cook. 
Um, Steve Cook. Not was, a bad guy to stumble that's onto. That's what I'm saying. Steve Cook looks like a Ken doll. If you've never seen Steve Cook, look him up. He was a men's physique competitor in the early 2010s. I guess it was. It was like 2012, 2013, I'm yeah, to say. Yeah, I think so. So he had a fitness YouTube, and he had done some work with bodybuilding.com, this, that, and the other. But I was watching this guy, and I was like, he's roughly my height, about six foot. He's a long torso. He's not super large. He's probably like 200 pounds, roughly. 200, 205. Exactly. Like, honestly, like where I'm at right now, uh, he's got just beautiful genetics, proportions, everything. Right. Even like, you know, I, said, I met him in person. He's beautiful. It's, it's, it's unfair. <laughs> Like, it's not right. That's what I'm saying. I was saying. like, geez, you're real. So that's what I'm saying. I saw that. I was like, that's something attainable. That's something I can strive towards. Right. Versus it's like, a realistic goal. Versus like, if I saw the first influencer I ever saw, if it would have been like, I don't know, like Ronnie Coleman, and not an influencer, but like, you know, the first like. Person that you were like, I want to be that. Exactly. I would have been like, okay, well, probably not. Yeah, attainable. Attainable for me. Right. What about you though? Who's your guy? Uh, so my first person that I saw and I was like, man. That's goals was his name's Colin Wayne Irwin. Uh, Instagram name is Colin Wayne. He now owns a company called Redline Steel out of Alabama. Um, so he was an army veteran was in this, uh, I think it was a, uh, some sort of missile hit like four feet away from him and exploded. Got all this shrapnel, got discharged. Um, I'm not sure. I don't know the details of his discharge, but I'm sure it was a medical discharge or whatever. Came back and started training. And now he's been on like, over a hundred magazine covers within like three years of getting out. So I saw him and I was like, dude, I want to look just like that, Absolutely. which is, it's just crazy now that I've competed in stuff because I feel like I've gotten to that point. So it's really cool. And also every time I would message him 10, 11 years ago, he would shoot me a message back because he was still getting his following. Sure. And now he has no idea who I am. Sure. But like at the time he was getting his following and he would I was like, "Man, this guy's actually messaging me back." I would shoot him like just random things like, "What what did you do for your upper chest?" Because we have a similar build. He's kind of tall, he's got really broad shoulders. Sure. So I always had trouble developing my upper chest. And he replied and I was like, "Oh man, fanboying." That's it. <laughs> it was wild. But yeah, so that's my guy. He was a uh, still follow him, still think the world of him. He runs a humongous, humongous business now. Um, so yeah, that was, that's my guy. That's super cool, and I think that's like, like I said, we picked somebody that was kind of like similar build to us, and we was looking at that, and we use that as motivation. And I think if I could give any advice to someone that's just starting out, look to someone that has a similar build to you, yes. and try and like work towards that because. For someone to, if you're, you know, 140 pounds, real narrow shoulders or something like that, to look at like, you know, big Rami or something like that and right. say like, okay, I want to look like that. And, and another thing I'll add to that is pick someone who's a good person sure. so that if you do get the chance to meet them, it doesn't ruin that. So, and, and like, like I got to meet Colin Wayne at the Arnold. He actually had a, uh, a smaller supplement company. I don't even think he has anything to do with it anymore. And like, dude was so genuine just a good guy glad to be there so happy to meet people so yeah pick someone that you feel like you can meet and connect with well that's like we met Seabum and ian oh, yeah. over at the uh in the national show last december and the first day they were there for the expo it was like the women's pre-judging on that saturday so there wasn't a whole lot of people in line and we were able to sit there and kind of have a little bit of back and forth and chat with them for a second and really soft spoken and i knew that from like the youtube stuff but he was just like just seemed like a normal like, person just a normal person yeah, and then one, we, of the then one of us gave him COVID. no i'm just kidding no. he did get COVID right after that did though really? but uh i don't know who it was probably tori i don't know you gotta blame somebody uh, she was like hugging all over him so that's what i'm saying i could see that he took a picture she was like squeezing on his back and i was just trying to act like you know i, I was, was trying, trying to act to, like it was no big deal i was like yeah just, just the you know olympian no big deal I see him all the time <laughs> so yeah a lot of uh, a lot of social media man you see a lot of people sharing progress um another thing kind of what we were just talking about is connecting with like-minded people i've met so many people at shows and then stayed connected through social media you know like our buddy melvin you know we, we still chat back and forth all the time Such melvin's got his pro card now so we met at the npc nationals in 2021 in orlando and just hit it off like he, just a just a great guy like you and there's so many people out there that are just just genuine people that you can kind of share experiences with 
bounce ideas off of with and just keep up with and establish a you know a cool relationship with i think with melvin specifically you can kind of see his personality through his social media too because he is when we met him in person just super like smiling all the time just a really like and you think about like how rough you were feeling those last couple days you know he's feeling the exact same way and just like cutting up you know having a really good time just like chatting with us telling us you know kind of like what his journey was like to get there and it's just I think it's really cool whenever I see him post, I always try and make sure I engage with it. And like, you know, yeah. uh, we'll go back and forth on Instagram sometimes. Super nice guy. But like you said, I think it's important to just find people that not necessarily like come from the same areas as you come from like, you know, the same, like whatever, even have the same goals as you, but just have that same like kind of work ethic or just like a positive mindset. Yeah. The same drive towards whatever goal it is. Sure. It, and that it doesn't have to be fitness. Like, it doesn't always have to be fitness. Like if there's someone that's a business owner that you see working so hard to get to the next goal of their business or, you know, whatever the next step and, and you're working so hard at this fitness thing, you know, that that's a like-minded individual. They're sacrificing X amount of time away from family, X amount of time away to get whatever they want to take off. Whereas, you know, during a show prep, we're sacrificing so much time, so much energy. So yeah. And it, it's not all about fitness. It's, like-minded individuals in any way that you can use as motivation well real quickly on that like kind of on the flip side what would be some potential downsides that you could think of that's i don't know like something negative photoshop okay fair yeah and mostly and you know i see this happening in men more and more often now i can 100 percent say i have never did anything besides throw a filter on my body i have never pulled my waist in pulled my lats out i are not just, that tech savvy I, I honestly i have no idea how to if i did it would probably be dangerous i'm just kidding. i would never do that Aaron's a sucker for the black and white filter though, black and white man it's going on my, my jawline looks better in black and white i don't know why god didn't make me a color like a color filter person i got you i, got I don't know <laughs> black and white it is I think, like you said, though, just like setting these unrealistic expectations and yeah. like, say if you're someone that's not been on social media for a long time and you don't, you can't differentiate between what's real and what's fake. Right. You think, oh my gosh, like that dude, like, and granted, some dudes have crazy proportions and with the bodybuilding industry getting as crazy as it is, as it is right now, like you see a dude with like a, is that a 26 inch waist with lats that are, you know. 50 inches uh, yeah out? 26 inch waist with a 54 inch chest and, yeah. and some people have that no okay. however that is far and few between yes. you know like and when you see these pictures on instagram facebook you're getting the best of what was taken that day yeah absolutely. you're getting their best and it's the same thing with life so you know as as a married couple tori and i we follow other friends of ours that are married couples and we're like, Oh man, their life's so perfect. But we've had people approach us in public that we don't know that follow us Mm -hmm. that say, you guys have the perfect relationship. You guys have the perfect life. When in reality, that's, that's not true. There is no perfect relationship. There's no perfect life. There's no, there's no perfect body. Like if you ask, okay, Aaron Banks, for example, dude is nutty. Yes. Small, tiny waist, huge shoulders, arms match, just, the, you know, he won the Olympia men's physique. Yeah. He is the best in the world right now. Sure. You could ask him something about his body he didn't like. He would be able to tell you something. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean. I think it was it was really cool to me to see when he had posted his, like, I don't know if it was just the start of this prep or if it was, like, his day one. But I remember seeing a picture of him, like, one of his first check-in pictures. Yep. And he, like, not that he looked bad. You could tell he had a lot of muscle. But, like. I think it was just day one when he first started. It did not look like like a three-year transformation. It looked insane. And I think that's what a lot of people don't realize is like these guys, even like these upper-level competitors, they don't look like that year-round. Right. We were talking about like I saw a picture of Austin Brown, so one of Tyler's guys that works with him, and he had posted a picture of him working with a posing client. And Austin is just – I mean, he's got so much muscle that he's put on this off season, but like, I didn't realize like how much he had grown, like how dense and how thick he had grown. Right. Because the last time I saw him, I think he was, was getting ready to compete. He's getting ready to compete, shredded to the bone, and just look at like all the size. And he talks about it on his Instagram a lot about how you know it's going to get uncomfortable sometimes, this, that, and the other. But there's people like him that are very transparent about mm-hmm. like, okay, this is my off season look, and showing both sides, showing showing both sides. when he probably doesn't feel 
like showing. Sure. Yeah, but and that's accountability. You know, that's his. That's how he holds himself accountable, and I think that's great. With social media, the people you follow that give you unrealistic expectations are only showing you the good parts. Sure. They have sucky parts too. Yeah. Everyone does. Everybody's putting their best face forward, like you yeah, said. Yeah, and I mean, it's natural. I mean, I'm not, you know, for example, if Victoria and I had an argument, I wouldn't post a picture of us like sitting there mad at each other crying. You're like, just had the worst argument ever. But on Easter, you can bet I'm posting a picture of us happy. So, you know, that's sure. that's life. I remember after my first show, I got in this headspace where I was just really burnt out on bodybuilding and just seeing it all the time. And at this point I'm probably following, you know, a couple thousand people and most of them are like fitness influencers. And I remember like every time I'd click on Instagram and this was a time where I wasn't super strict with my diet. And like I said, I was experiencing some burnout and it killed me. I was just like, gosh, I can't stand seeing all these guys that are in crazy good shape. And I went through and started unfollowing all these influencers and Hunter Cromer, which is you know a really good friend of ours now. I didn't know him that well. I had just seen him at Powerhouse before, so it, like didn't even. I thought he was an influencer, and I remember I unfollowed him. And then he had, like jerk. He had messaged me, and like I don't know, we had had some kind of conversation about something, and like I started seeing him at the gym in Corbin, and we got to be pretty good buddies. And I was like, dang, I really need to follow Hunter back, but, but I don't want him to know I unfollowed. That's him. what I'm saying. I was like, so oh. Hunter Cromer, if you're listening to this, he, I know he listens, man. He's have you followed him back yet? Oh yeah, I followed okay. him back now. Okay. Yeah, like, I was calling you out. I don't remember how. I did it. I think a lot, and said yeah, like, was, "Oh my bad, I didn't even sh- I slipped." You know, he was over here a few weeks ago checking out the gym and stuff. So yeah, we need to get him on here at some point. That'd be fantastic. I told him he's excellent, dude. I think him and uh, Cam, his girlfriend's going to come out with us like next weekend for our cheat meal or something like that. Sweet. Don't plan it out. That'd be fun. That'd be nice. Might get him on here. But all right. So another thing with just social media, I guess, or the internet in general is just like the access to information that's available now. Uh, I know being a coach, this is something that kind of presents some challenges i think and it's Mm -hmm. like my argument's always been like okay you can go out there and find it out on your own but how can you implement it knowing how to apply it yeah it's what we're talking about like i don't know if we talked about this on air or not but you could essentially have went out and like self-studied and got your degree not well not got a degree but i could learn yeah this is exactly what i was about to say is you could do medical school on google if you knew what you needed to know but you don't Sure. Which, whereas you could look up a diet plan on Google, but it might not be the right one for you. Yeah. You have to know what you need. Absolutely. Therefore, having a coach to take all of that guessing out of it for you. We have strategies, certain protocols, certain numbers we run to find out where we should start you, where we should move you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, having a coach takes the guessing out of all of that. However, like you said, it's all right there. Absolutely. And I think just like knowing how to just like adapt for human need is a really mm-hmm. big part of it, especially with lifestyle clients. I mean, I talked to, had, you know, Derek and Brandy check in on every Friday, like every other one of my clients. And Derek and Brandy both are very like, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Yep. But Brandy specifically is very, very picky. And she was telling me one day, she was like, she had said something about, like, yeah, I'm getting kind of burnt out on like chicken or whatever. But I was like, yeah, well, if you want to like swap it to anything, she was like, well, I don't like anything else, but so we'll, I'll stick with it. <laughs> and I was like, well, but she was like, maybe if we could add in like a tortilla or something like that, something. Just, to, just to mix just it to up, change it up, change it up. So we ended up, you know, move some things around here and there threw her in one of the extreme wellness wraps and now yeah. she turned into a wrap or something along those lines. Yeah. Tori's kind of picky too. Like she'll get burnt out on chicken for after a few weeks, we'll switch it to turkey. We'll do some beef. We'll throw in a wrap. We'll throw in, you know, just try different things exactly. to keep, just to keep some form of like palatability. Pal- yeah, just some changes. Sure. Yeah, and with with men, I feel like they're so different. Like you, like you said, they see results. You can that that dog's gonna come back and eat every day. They just keep putting it in the bowl. Keep yep. putting it in the bowl. Um, yeah, and then. Let's talk a little bit about misinformation um, or like you said earlier, kind of applying the information the wrong way. Sure. Um, Well, I mean, it's kind of like back to the fitness myths we were talking about. I have joked before that anyone with abs can be a like fitness influencer or be an online coach. I see dudes that are like 15, 16 years old and they've got, you know, like, you know, a couple thousand followers off like TikTok or something like that. And they're just like DM for online coaching. No, that is the worst thing that could ever happen. (laughs) I know local coaches here that have clients that I'm like, Ooh, Ooh, 
Yikes. And don't get me wrong, some of them look great. Sure. But can they apply what they know to someone else? Or do they know enough to apply it to someone else? Or are they just genetically gifted and have a good coach themselves? Have you ever had like one of these experiences where you talk to another coach and you're kind of like just trying to have like one of these back and forth like what we have and you can tell that they have no idea what you're talking about. Like you just start like Often. talking about some kind of protocol or this, that, or the other, something really simple. You're talking about like a meal timing or like a macro breakdown or something like, like that. Yeah. They're just like, man, I'm just, you know, we're taking it a day at a time. He's just kind of like beats her, yeah. you know, beat around the bushes. Switches the subject. Avoiding the question. Yeah. What do you think about the solar eclipse next week, huh? That's <laughs> crazy. You know what I'm um, saying? So, no, and, and with misinformation, you know, if you are on reputable sites, I don't see misinformation being as much of an issue. If you were on a thread, a forum, there is misinformation all over those. And I know that because at 18 or 19, I tried to apply them to my life multiple times. Like, you know, I had the internet. I was like, all right, what do I need to do with this? How can I add this supplement? What else can I do? What will benefit me here? How much cardio do I need to do? And you'll get anything from if you're taking um, exogenous hormones, don't do cardio. Don't do cardio. You try to gain as much muscle as you can during that time period. And another one that's like if you're taking exogenous hormones, you have to do cardio or you'll go to sleep and not wake up. I swear on everything. I saw that online. No. I Also, here's another fitness myth I believed that just came to me. and You're going to laugh at this. So the reason I was so afraid to ever take anabolic steroids is because. There was a guy who went to the local gym I went to. He told me, and I quote, if you don't work out every day when you're taking anabolic steroids, you will die. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I promise. Just explode. No, hand to God, he said, if you don't work out every day, you will die. And he believed it. What do you mean? I don't think he's here anymore. He must have missed a day. (laughs) No, I don't know. So, yeah, that was my belief, I promise, for for years. Like, from the time I was 17 to probably 20, 21 years old, before I ever tried anything, I was like, man, I'll I'll die. And then by the time I was 21 years old, I was like, eh, I, I had to learn. You I know, took two research. rest days this week and nothing's happened yet. Yeah. I was like, man, we're going to chance it. <clears throat> no, I'm just kidding. You're going to fly a tire on the <clears throat> way to the gym I and you're just that. waiting to die all night. <laughs> I believed that for quite some time. Um, Listen, I'll say one more thing, one more story about the misinformation. Uh, I think like just, well, I guess it's more like just applying information. I remember when I was living down in Straight Branch, it was like in the middle of the boonies. It was so hard to get any type of like cell phone service down there. So I would like watch these YouTube videos and I'm trying to learn and like it would play for a couple seconds and it would would buffer. So I would like skip back 10 seconds and let it play and it would give me like one more second and, you know, advance or whatever. And I remember Steve Cook had this series. It was called like the Swolger series. And it was like. Oh, the Swolger series? Yeah, That was my jam. See, that's what I'm saying. But like the first or second episode, he's talking about macros, like explaining what a macronutrient is, really basic stuff. I got like 45 seconds in the episode and just couldn't get it to go any further. But what I heard was a calorie of uh, a fat a gram of fat has nine calories per gram. Carbs and protein have four. So I was like, that's it. No more fats. And for the next like three weeks, I was eating like gummy worms and cereal because I was like, no fat can't get fat. <laughs> I was eating bags on bags of gummy worms and cereal. Because Having no idea that you needed that. I had no idea. I felt terrible. And I was like, I mean, as terrible as one can have is when they're just eating straight sugar. Like, you know, I mean, the power. So you were spike drop, spike drop. Just, I was waking up, just felt like I got hit by a bus. And then I was trying to go like train my guts out. And I just looked so like soft body, skinny fat. Like it was just terrible. But yeah. So, yeah, I mean, knowing how to apply the information. Yep. Well, let's talk a little bit more about online coaching. So for those that don't know, Aaron has been my coach for, let me see, three years now? Two and a half. Yeah, Two and like a half. That. Yeah, so we kind of, you know, right now you're kind of doing your own thing, and I'm I'm kind of doing my own thing. But, like, for the most part, we talk every day yeah. still. No, not for the most part. We talk every day multiple times a day right now. I, I don't know the last time I've went 24 hours without having some kind of dialogue with Aaron. It's probably been years. I, I would say so. But another thing is just like with him, even though we're doing our own thing, I'll send him my Mm check-in still. 
he'll still like when he sends his progress pictures or sends his check-ins to Tyler, I think it's because he's a narcissist, but he'll send pictures to me. Every and time my legs look bigger, I'm like, bro, check out my legs. That's what I said. We, we growing over here. No, like, that's how, that's word for word what I say. We growing over here. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I feel like I've read this text so many times. But the accountability of online coaching is absolutely huge. So one of the biggest things for me is just that like, I know that no matter what, it's like, okay, so someone tells me, you know, hey, it's Wednesday night. Like, you want to go grab, you know, it's Wing Wednesday. You want to go get something to eat? And I'm like, ah, man, I know I got to check in on Friday. Like, even if I'm in the off season, like, so if we're trying to grow and we're like, calories just said, he knows that I should be going about half a pound a week. And I check in and I'm up three. Uh, n- n- no, no deviations, c- 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 coach. He's <laughs> Okay. Lies. Okay. You sit on the throne of lies. And also, we know everyone in our local area, so I feel like it always gets back to him anyways. Oh, dude. Yeah. We would know. Like, if I went and ate somewhere, you would know somehow. Or if you went to eat somewhere, I would know somehow. It's kind of the... Uh, Welcome to Southeastern Kentucky. I'm telling you, it's a blessing and a curse. I went into it's a... It's a great thing, and like you said, a curse at the same time. I walked into a barbershop I'd never been to uh I don't know, Wednesday, Thursday, I guess it was, walk in there, and I didn't have an appointment, so I was just going in as a walk-in, walk-in, never seen these guys before, and they said, Big Joe Creech, and I was like, no kidding. Hello, gentlemen. They said, when's the podcast dropping? I said, you're kidding, this is sick. So, yeah, I was getting my hair cut today by my barber in Barberville. It's, you know, a little play on words. (laughs) So, and he goes, man, I've been trying to listen to your podcast, but uh, he has Android, and he, I was like, well, yeah, it's on Apple Music. He said, I have Android. I was like, it's on Spotify. He said, uh, I don't have an account. I was like, just, you don't have to pay if you just sign up for like an account and don't yeah. get a premium. He said, okay, I'll do that. I made him sign up before I left. Good. And a boy. We're getting off topic here a bit, but back to the, <laughs> back to the online coaching. Uh, like I said, the accountability is huge right there. But like I said, since I started with Aaron, we talk a lot about just simplifying the process. And for me, especially going into my first prep, I knew, a good bit. I just got my personal trainer certification probably four or five months before that. So I knew a good deal about like a diet and You had a good groundwork. For sure. Yeah, you had a good foundation for to sure. build on. But like for me to be able to say, okay, I'm about to put myself in a depleted state. I'm going to not feel great. I remember Justin Bolton said to me one time, cause I was having like, I was trying to still like, I was struggling in school, I think at that time. And I was like, man, I just don't know what's going on. And he said, well, Every part of your like body is like slow. It's in an energy deficit right now. Why wouldn't your cognitive function be a little bit slowed too? And I was like, you know what? Maybe there's some He's validity. a genius. He's a genius. There's some validity to that. No, he he is. He he knows his stuff. Um, so yeah, no, that's a thing. You can get a lot of remote access to experts through social media and online coaching. Like my coach Tyler, he's an expert. Like he he is brilliant. We call him the wizard. The bodybuilding wizard is what everyone calls him now. So, yeah, and I met him through social media, actually, in 2017. It was a while after my show. Um, he was coaching. I don't even remember who it was. It was a guy that I followed, and he had tagged Tyler. He's like, would like to thank my coach, you know, Tyler Betson, whatever. I was like, okay. I didn't even know coaching was a thing then. I had no idea you could hire a personal trainer online to send you what you needed to do, and you just do it. So I messaged him. I was like, hey, man, how does this work? And he was, you know, kind of explaining things. He was like, man, I think you have really good potential. I saw you at your first show. We can really make this into something, you know. And six years later, we're still still together. I think that another thing, just like committing to a coach long term is really beneficial. I've yes. switched to now. I don't offer a single month plan anymore. It's three, six, or 12. And the biggest reason is like it takes a little bit to kind of figure out a person's body, figure out their lifestyle, figure out what's going to work best for them. And if I, you know, we go through three, four weeks and like, we're finally starting to develop a routine and they're just like, eh, you know, right. I'm just not saying it takes more than three to four weeks to learn someone's body. And and don't get me wrong. I'm sure you've had clients that the first plan you sent them, you may not have had to change it for three weeks. We talked about Cody nailed this dude. I'm still adding food back to this guy. He's losing three pounds a week. Been with Aaron for what? Four weeks now. Yes. 12 pounds, 12 pounds. And like he is eating a lot. It's impressive. Well, real quick, let's talk about like, okay, as a coach, why do you need a coach? I get that question all the time. And it's kind of like one of these things where I'm like, okay, not like an eye roll because I get it. I mean, I get this from people who just don't, understand it sure you know they just don't understand and it's not a lot like 
it's not a malicious thing. They mm-hmm. just don't understand it. So I have a coach for one accountability. Yeah. He's honest with me. If I look like a bag of milk, mm-hmm. he will tell me. If I'm shredded, he will tell me. If I'm in a good spot, he will tell me. Had a bad week, he'll tell me. Mm-hmm. Whereas me, if I've had a bad week, like at work, at home, I look at myself in the mirror. I'm like, man, I'm up three or four pounds this week. It's okay. It's okay. I had a bad week at work. We'll bounce he back. doesn't let me make those excuses. Sure. He'll say, well, you had bad weeks at work when you were prepping. What's your reasoning now? Exactly. Yeah. So main thing is accountability. And he, he knows so much about my body now and what to do, when to do it, as well as I do. Mm-hmm. So that that's the main thing for me. Like I said, the accountability, that's what we had touched on earlier. But I think it's just, it's important to have an extra set of eyes because like, I think, granted, we see ourselves every day and we nitpick ourselves. Like the yeah. longer you're in bodybuilding, the longer you're like super focused. The more you dislike yourself. Exactly. However, if you've got a coach that looks at your same physique every week, they might see an area that you don't know needs improvement, especially if you're a competitor. Right. And you think like, okay, man, this is the best package I've brought today. And like the same thing with this past April when we was getting on stage, like I felt like this is the best I'd ever looked. And Aaron and I was having some dialogue and he said, yeah, the thing is just, you're going to be pretty undersized. And I was like, he's going to have his mind. I look like I'm a monster right now. And then we right. got there and but, was like, like, and that's the thing. Like I will be 100% realistic with you. Like you are with me, like Tyler is with me. I knew going into that national show, I was peeled, sure. but I also knew I was going to have guys that outweighed me about 20 pounds. Sure. The next time I compete, that will not happen Sure, because I won't compete until i can make sure it doesn't and that's kind of what we're doing with you like as tyler's told me before like when you think you're lean you're probably not lean enough Mm -hmm. so like that outside set of eyes whereas with you like you were like man i'm a monster i'm like you're gonna be undersized man you're like no no i think i'll be good we were sure enough undersized the same way i was so you know i'm not throwing shots at you but like the same way i was in florida you saw it you were like well yeah you look good Back home. Man, me and Tori was in that crowd and we was whispering because they started bringing guys out for their individual routine. We saw the first like six or seven and I was, looked over at Tori and she said, how do you think he'll do? I said, he's going to look little. He's yeah. going to look little. What's <laughs> crazy is I was 215 on stage. Which is nuts. Absolutely yeah. nuts. But yeah, it shows fun. you how the sport's grown. But yeah. And, and another thing back to Steve Cook, like he's he doesn't even compete now. He wouldn't even – there are NPC shows that he wouldn't win now. Oh, absolutely. And he was that blows my mind. Yes. He was at the top. Mm -hmm. That just shows how much it's changed. It's it's insane, true. Oh, don't get me wrong, I am not bashing Steve Cook. He still has a super aesthetic look. Oh, absolutely. But the sport has changed so much that it doesn't fit he doesn't fit the criteria anymore. Real quick, let's talk about like our experiences coaching online clients. Where do you see that your clients typically struggle the most and what's something that you've learned to do or something that you would recommend for an online client, something they could do with themselves would be like, um, the thing I see most is like feedback. Just absolutely. That was what I was going to say as well. This is with most clients outside of a few that will send me great feedback. You know, they'll send me digestion, how that was. They'll send me if any deviations, any missed cardio, any, anything they will load me full i'll have a message you know two or three paragraphs long sure that's perfect whereas a lot of clients um you know they send their check-in pictures just their weight below it and i'm like i have to ask them questions which is also fine because we're gonna get to the bottom of it yeah like it doesn't hurt my feelings i'm not pissed i'm not mad i'm not upset with you at Mm -hmm. all so if you do that don't think like i'm mad at you because i am not i still want to help you reach your goals but that I will have to ask them like, okay, how was your digestion this week? Did you miss any meals? How's your stress at work? How is such and such? And it's different from every client because every client has a different job, every client. Whereas like we use the example with Cameron, Mm -hmm. you had to ask him all the time, how many steps are you taking right now? How many steps are you taking this week? Sure. This week? Because it was, he was taking like a ridiculous amount of steps. Over 20,000 steps a day and we're trying to grow him. And I'm like up in his food every week. Right. So yeah, and it's so different like... But yeah, the more feedback, the better. And I'm sure you feel the same way. Absolutely. I have several, Cam and Devin, two of my prep clients from this past year. They're still really bad to progress pictures and weight. And I've talked to them both. And I know it's the last two, three weeks before show. I'm wanting to see you every day. Send me check-ins like 
it probably starts out three weeks out. We're sending like three, four a week. And then it's like daily. Those last like 10 days. So I think they got in the habit of that where it's just like, wait, pictures. And then we have the dialogue because we're talking all throughout the day. Right. And still now they'll send me that. But then like I'll ask the questions and they give good feedback. I have a couple guys that like, I think it's almost like, and I have to explain to them because a lot of them are like, I know you're super busy. You know, I know you've got so many others. But I'm this like, is my job. I said, no, no, no. This is the way that we're going to improve you. I said, I have to know these things. I've got a guy that checked in this morning and uh, it's the same thing. He's got like one of the scales that will like give you the full measurements. Like it says what his like body fat is or whatever, sends it to his phone. Um, has this like, I forget what it's called, but anyways, it's like a digital scale that connects to his phone and he'll just send me a screenshot of that. And then I have to ask him the questions and he was like, man, I just feel like, you know, I don't know how much progress I've made. Like, yeah, the numbers have changed. And I said, well, have you still been, cause he doesn't send progress pictures. And I do ask that everyone takes them, but some people just don't feel comfortable sending them right away. And I get that. That's yeah, totally. I, I have someone like that. And I'm like, he, he, his check-in was like, my shirts are fitting so much better. And I'm like, okay, we're making progress. Sure. Exactly. And it's a little things like that, but I tell everyone, take your progress pictures. That way we can look back yeah, on at it. least take them for you. Exactly. So that maybe one day you'll send me like day one and six months in, you'll be proud. Like, exactly. And, and I think that's a big thing is like, if you take progress pictures and you are following the plan, you will see changes. I think another thing is just learning how to be not only just like giving good feedback, but be transparent when you're off plan if yeah. you have something that, like something goes wrong like talk to me about it like, yeah well and, and that that i had to do that this week with tyler because yeah. i've talked to you some of the stuff you know that's going on in my life and yeah. between work starting this business it's it's been hectic the past two weeks and i just told him i was like man i need a few weeks to get to where i can be consistent again yeah. and i'm not making excuses like I am, you know how consistent I am. I am boom, 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 boom every day. And you're six years into it. With him. So, but I was honest. I was like, man, I need a few weeks. And he was like, okay, well, let's take a few weeks. You get where you need to, you know? And he was even like, you can come train with me tomorrow if you want. So it's not, I'm never going to be mad at a client for being like, hey, this isn't a great time for me. I still want you to coach me, but I need a couple weeks to get my life in order, do the best I can. And then I'll come back. I actually had a client do that to me two weeks ago. He was having, I can't remember, he was in between jobs or something, and he was just like, you know, I have a, I'm have in between jobs, I'm interviewing, I'm doing this, that, and the other, I'm having to watch my kids sometimes. I was like, man, don't worry about it. Just do everything you can right, and the rest will fall in place. Real quick, I mean, we talked about the uh, story of how you met Tyler, well, not the story, just, you know, just find him on social media or whatever. We've been talking about when we're going to throw this in there, and I think this would be a fun time to do it. Let's... Uh, Really quickly talking about the story of how I met Aaron. We will be at some point attaching. There is a the video, video of this interaction. So I knew who Aaron was because when the gym I alluded to earlier, Flex Fitness in Middlesbrough, Kentucky, that was like our local bodybuilding gym. There it was, was, it was there were some dudes in there. There were some dudes in there. Yes. And little bag of bones Joe Creech walks in there, and I was like, I should not be here. And I saw Aaron, and he was prepping for his first show, and I just remember thinking, that guy's a freak. And I looked him up on Instagram, followed him, but we never really spoke. I, moved I followed to, you back. I appreciate that. I did. I didn't know that, but I appreciate that. And I saw <laughs> I, uh I moved to Corbin in summer of 2019, so this is probably a good two years later. And I'd seen Aaron and Tori in there once or twice, but again, I hadn't really spoke, just kind of waved and acknowledged, like, you know, that we knew each other. This was, I want to say, right before I had, like, left for basic training or something along those lines. But I remember thinking I wanted to max out on bench. And it was super late when we went there. I think it was like 1130 at night. It was late. <laughs> it was me and the girlfriend I had at the time. And that was it. That was the only two people in the gym. And I get down there. I'm, you know, moving up, moving up, moving up. And for whatever reason, decided I was going to put the clips on the side. And I was like, if I miss this bench, you know, I'll just, I'll just roll it off me. No big deal. I'd never missed a bench rep before. So I didn't know how. Like, you never failed. I never failed. You know what I'm saying? But. <laughs> I go down with this rep and it pins me on my throat and I have to roll this thing down my body and I get to like almost like right at your navel, right, right at your belly, button. right at my belly button. And out of nowhere, this big behemoth of a man, my guardian angel comes over there and Aaron was probably, how much you think you weighed at that time? That video, 250, you, 255. you look massive. I'm bigger now, but I don't, I don't, I think it was just maybe the shirt. Maybe it was the shirt. It was. 
He comes over there and basically curls this thing. He does like a bent over barbell row off my I think stomach. I literally done a bent over barbell row. Off it of It was me. 345 pounds, and I said, whoa. I remember I posted on TikTok, and everybody was like, okay, Brad Castleberry, those are Dude, fake plates. Everyone <laughs> was like blowing up that TikTok. No kidding. They said he lifted that like it was a toothpick. Or it was all over there. It was that. like the SpongeBob with the marshmallow weights or yeah. whatever. Just count them. No, it, they were real weights. I think my adrenaline was high because I was like, man, this kid's going to die right here. Dude, I was so embarrassed. When I sat up, you know, I'm all like, you know, just watch my life flash before my eyes. And he was like, man, if you ever need like a spot or anything, he said, don't be, you know, afraid to ask. And I was like, thanks, man. Voice cracked so loud. I was like, oh, this is the worst day of my life. And like, I walked away after saying that and I was like, too late. No. <laughs> In my back of my mind, I was like, too late. This kid is going home. He's done. He's done. Night. Never coming back here. And I told Tori on my home, I was like, that kid's never coming back. No. <laughs> Cause I felt bad. Cause like I'd missed like that before, but I had a spotter. Sure. And like you, I mean, realistically, you almost got it. But when it started coming down, you were done. Yeah. Oh, that's it, man. That's I don't know. But after that, we ended up having a little bit of like you know, said hi and bye a couple times at the gym. Started talking to him. I felt like you know we were we were on that level. Now we have a couple conversations. He had uh, him and Tori came and sat in my section while I was waiting tables at Cracker Barrel. He tells me um. Yeah, he was about to start prepping for a show. I was like, no kidding. He starts prepping for his first, you know, not first. He starts prepping second, for the second show. Yeah, he starts prepping for the Derby. Yep. Me and the girl I was with at that time, we went and watched the uh, watched the show in person. Immediately after that, I was like, I want to do this. I want to do that. He got home. Like, I, man, I'm sure, like, he, as soon as he checked his phone, it was like, you know, like. Yeah, I remember your message, like, after the Derby. Yeah. I was like, this guy's, Tori, this guy's wanting to do this. I was like, I think I might be able to help him. No and kidding. I know so much more now than I knew then, but I feel like I had a good enough baseline of like, okay, here's what we need to do. Sure. And I think you and I have relatively similar body types and both of us being in men's physique, I think it worked out. Plus, like, I was your first prep client and having me there to where you could see me every day. You make yeah, sure I, I saw you every day. So I knew what to change. Exactly. So I think that's really like, is you know, we can remote coaching if you do it the right way, if you give the great feedback, this, that, and the other, super yeah. effective. I'll say, like, as a, you know, the first couple guys that I put on stage, the fact that they were all local, I don't know if I could have prepped my first bodybuilding yeah. client if he yeah. was across the world. I agree. I could now, but, like, at yeah. first it was you, um, you know, Danny, and I would see, I would drive to Lexington, and he would drive here once a week. I mean, I think I'm confident enough to do it now. Absolutely. But initially, like, I had to see you. I had to be like, all right, this is – and, and, you know, your thing is you hold all of your fat the same way, same place as I do. Yeah. Lower stomach, lower back. Yep. So, like, I was like, man, we have – and I know how lean I have to get to have those areas come in, mm -hmm. and you're similar. You have to get very lean to have those areas come in. So, it, it helped having, like, a similar-ish structure, both doing men's physique. It was a big help. Absolutely. Look at us now. You know, here we are. Four episodes deep, three, four years later. I know. Thriving, thriving. That'll wrap us up for episode four today. I want to say thank you guys for listening to the podcast. All the feedback that you've given so far has been amazing. Thank you for sharing. Continue to share. I've always heard like all interaction is good interaction. Good feedback, bad feedback. Tell us. Roast us if there's something we say that yeah, you Yeah, because we'll roast with. you on here for I'll sure. come back for you. I'm name dropping people in episode five. Come for me. But guys, like I said, that'll wrap us up. Uh, remember to follow us on Instagram at muscle medicine podcast that's at muscles medicine podcast take a minute to rate and review the show on your preferred platform uh, your feedback like i said it helps us continue to do what we enjoy doing and hopefully keep you guys enjoying it we've had great feedback on the episodes one through three uh once again thanks for listening and you'll hear from us again next week much love guys